Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. I want you to take, I want to take you back here to the year, I believe it was, if my memory serves me correct, and it normally doesn't, I want to say it's 1992 or 1993. I was just a young little Kevin Thompson back then, uh, back in my youth group at church. And we were going to an event uh, called the, uh, the Summer Games in over at uh, Greater Rhode Island Baptist Temple down in, I think it's Johnston, Rhode Island. And I, I wasn't really excited about it. There was this guy who was scheduled to be there, this evangelist, some sort of volleyball player. And uh, that's not really my sport. And uh, youth group wasn't really my thing. But somebody paid for me to go. And so my dad said, you're going. So I went. And um, I don't remember much from that weekend, except I believe it was a morning service. And uh, we had stayed the night that night there at the uh, at the church. And it was a morning service. And this evangelist was preaching. And he talked about his own shyness when he was growing up. And that's what I was going through at that time. I... I'm not the vocal, verbose Baptist preacher that I am now, uh, but very shy, very reserved, and uh, didn't want to talk to anybody. I was just kind of, I was an introvert before being an introvert was cool, okay? And this evangelist was preaching about his own shyness and how he had to overcome that. And I believe, if I remember correctly, he might have even called it a sin, or it was very strong language. Because as Christians, we're called to interact with each other, to have fellowship with one another, and to evangelize a lost and dying world. And that struck me. That that hit me. That was the first time I really remember being convicted of the Lord. I said, you know what? I've, I've got I've to overcome this. And, and it was that message that led me eventually into ministry and getting involved in the youth group, getting involved in church. And it, it was one of those life-changing moments. And that evangelist is our guest today, evangelist Bob Holmes. So, uh, brother, welcome to our podcast. Well, I'll tell you, it's such an honor to be with you. And I remember that event from years ago. And, you know, it was really funny because after it was over, I felt like I, I didn't really accomplish. It was like one of those times I can I can remember from way back. Mm. And to hear this, hear you come to light about it this many years later, <laughs> it just makes me realize that sometimes when you don't think something's being accomplished, it is. It reminded me of an atheist that came to one of my rallies and he didn't respond, but his whole family received the Lord and they tried to bring the Lord, you know, sh- beg him to be saved for like 17 years or so, whatever mm. it was. And he called me last year and he said, I came to your rally and resisted it all these years and my wife just died i'm going to see her in heaven now because i just asked the lord to save me hmm. praise the lord amen so, tell us uh, this is the first time you've been on our podcast so tell us just first let's talk about your testimony how did you come to know the lord jesus some friends of ours invited me to a christian camp and that's where I first heard the gospel, and it was I, I was brought up in Massachusetts, <laughs> and um, it's kind of like one of those states. Can anything good come out? 
Hey, you and I both came from Massachusetts. I, I was. Yeah, oh wow! I, yeah, I was raised I was, in Massachusetts. Wow, how wonderful! Born in Boston, and I can see that you love the Lord, and and you know, and it's kind of amazing that a lot of uh, New England people sure need the truth, and yeah, and uh, but I'm so glad that to meet you after all that time, and and you just never know who is being influenced. So it started out at a Christian camp. I got saved there. Then I went right to Bible college. And then I went to Tennessee Temple and for in seven graduated in 78. So I was called to preach uh, at the camp. And, and after the Lord saved me, a couple of years later at another camp, I received the Lord. And then I just went right into being an evangelist for six years and never thought that my back pain was going to lead to 20,000 games. Mm. Uh, uh, I started out with a back pain after six hours of driving. I had to have seven men help me in the church. And a chiropractor just said, why don't you work out and play volleyball or something and get in shape because you're not degenerative. You just, you know, want to, you just have a need to be in shape. And he said, play volleyball or something. So the, the church I went to, I said, would somebody play me in volleyball to help my back problems? Mm. And all through that time, I was begging the Lord, how can I reach more lost people and get in front of a lost crowd? And I had no idea that the volleyball games were going to lead to that. So I started playing in a church and six men came in the gym. I said, why don't all of you just be on one side of the net and I'll play over here. And I could hardly move. I was in so much pain, but it, it felt a little more limber. And then I did it 300 times and the pain went away. And I said, Lord, is it possible that I could take this into the public schools as an exhibition and then a community rally at night like the Globetrotters do, you know, an exhibition, but they don't have the gospel. So I was praying for a way to reach more people. And little did I know when I called up a public school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I asked them, would you let me come in and play a girls team, a boys team and a faculty team by myself and then speak about standing alone, not following the peer pressure and all that. The principal booked me and I couldn't get over how amazing it was that he booked me so easily. I want to see you do that. He said, I want to see you play a, a team by yourself. And so I kept it up through the years and now it's 6,000 schools later. Wow. And then I thought of the evening rally where I could have the gospel rally and do a community exhibition like the Globetrotters and play a girls team, boys team, I mean, play the fire department, the police, and all these pro teams that have played like the Washington Redskins and Orioles and Dolphins and Minnesota Vikings. You can see a video uh, on Bob, out, <clears throat> excuse me, boboutreach.com. You can actually see a video there at the top uh, link, videos and sermons, and see me playing the Vikings and then preaching on the cross. And over 100,000 have made decisions to receive the Lord at those evening gospel rallies. So the Lord gave me strength for 20,000 games. And so Ripley's put it in there in one of their books because they never found anyone in history that's played that many games. And no one in history has ever taken on a whole team by themselves. So it's it's been all the Lord. Well, I want to thank you for defeating the Minnesota Vikings. As a Wisconsin guy, I appreciate that. Uh, okay. But uh, talk to us about how you how you get into these schools and what is what do you feel like the reception is when you come in? If you would go to bookingbob.org, there's a 
site there where I just had it made, and you can see the principal's testimonies of this is the best assembly we've had in 30 years. The mm. kids were so interactive. So they they all get out there and want to beat me. In fact, they've even had slogans on the walls. We want to beat Bob. <laughs> and so it's so much fun when I play the girls and then I play the football team. And I'll say, if the football team uh, beats me, the whole school gets invited to a pizza party, which we have at the gospel rally. And then, then I'll play the uh, teachers and no homework. If I beat the teachers and they start screaming for no homework, then I'll say, <laughs> I'll make a comment. The teachers don't know why you're clapping. You don't do your homework anyhow. <laughs> and, and it's just constant laughter all through it and fun. And, and the competition is fun too, but they, they just love the message mm. because I get in the schools on bullying, drugs, alcohol, suicide, but I use personal illustrations of stories of kids that have been through the mill. And one boy was going to hang himself on his birthday and a week after my assembly. And he wrote me on his birthday today, I was going to make a point and use my computer cord and end it all. He said, but instead I asked the Lord to save me today. And I walked away from that and I said, it's worth every game for that one boy. One boy makes it worth it. So the way I get in the schools is under the banner of a secular speaker, motivational. And there is a website called beatbob.com. B-E-A-T as in Tom, beatbob.com. And there's a secular video there. So the churches book me. And then I get in the schools under the auspices of a motivational speaker and the national character education is behind booking me in the schools around the nation. So the churches just book dates and then we show the video to the principals and that's how I get in. But they're always looking for something that entertains and has a message. And that's why the principals love that, how, how there's laughter and fun. And then most of all, they're crying at when I get done. One boy swallowed uh, rat poison. He wanted to get rid of the pain of being bullied. He was actually bullied so bad they'd put him in a circle and take turns punching him and he'd never get out of the circle not and he wasn't able to get out of the circle so he wrote on his wrist you know when he went to school be brave at school today and you know a reminder to himself on how bad he was bullied so he swallowed rat poison and uh said i, I heard the pain leaks all over my body and out of my veins and he said, the pain is so bad that it covers the pain of being bullied. But he said, when I came to your gospel rally, I found out Christ took my sins upon himself on the worst death known to man, uh, crucifixion. So I found out that truth. And he said, now I don't have to cover my pain with pain anymore because Christ took my pain to cover my sins. Yeah. It makes it so worth it. Let's let's talk about that for a second because you know I, I work with teenagers for a living here at the Christian school, and of course, you know not every person who walks in the stores is a saved person. Um, and I, I keep hearing the criticism today about you know this is an old person thing, and I'm an old person now. Oh, kids today, you know they don't listen, they don't do this, they don't do that. But I find first off, it, it's it's not about. Um, merely a presentation or merely a uh, persuasive speaker, but the gospel still has the power to save. That was true when Paul spoke those words. That is true today. And um, if the gospel can be clearly presented, 
that has power in and of itself to save those who are who are lost, to save to the uttermost those who are nearest hell's door. And and it sounds like that's that's been your experience. That I mean, I've I've heard you preach several times, and, and you're not into big frills and things like that. Um, you know, you you preach a very direct, very biblical gospel message, and and you're saying there are results when that happens. Yes, as a matter of fact, I don't believe in hiding the fact that he died for our sins. Yeah. And a lot of the mega churches will not put the word sin in their sermon, nor would they put the word hell in their sermon. Right. Uh, so I've got a message when they go to, you've all got to see this message. And I'd love to hear from you by an email or something after you see it. If you would all go to this site, and the site is called viewbob.com, view, V-I-E-W, bob.com, you'll hear a message called Take a Trip to the Lake of Fire, with our tour guide, Jesus, and once you see the sights, you'll be on fire. It's a it's a kind of a long title, but it really is very powerful. And I was praying for a message. I remember years ago, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God was preached, yeah. I believe, by somebody from New England, uh, Jonathan Edwards. Right. And so I was praying, dear God, is there some sermon that you could use in our generation? And so we take a trip to the tour guide to hell and see the you know the fact that people beg for a drop of water forever weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth and when i go into the school assemblies and i know i can't give the gospel during the day most of the time some have allowed me to do that which has been a miracle one school just recently 500 got saved and they let me give the gospel and it the superintendent allowed it but normally i wait to the evening rally but i see the kids hanging over a lake of fire ready to fall into it and all of a sudden, I have strength for the next game, which is nothing but a miracle. One week, I had about 65 games. It averages between 30 and 40 games a week. And I, the thing that it's sort of like, you know how a seventh, I don't know if anybody realizes this, but a seventh grader who was very skinny and no muscles heard a man screaming under the vehicle. And he was able to, through the desire to help him, lift up the car while someone else pulled him out. Well, I'll tell you, when you see hell and you see the sights of hell, if a person doesn't have passion to see people saved after going on the tour, right. then I then we then we would ask the question why a church is not preaching on this at least once every few months or something. Because if this place is for no, excuse me, since this place is for real, yeah. then why in the world wouldn't everybody be shouting it from the mountaintops? Right. You know, I, I've heard the criticism. Well, you're just trying to scare people out of hell and you can't scare people into heaven and the reality of it is there is a real place called hell it is very scary and i don't want anyone i know to go there right and when somebody would say that i would say why did jesus mention it over a hundred and something times if if he didn't want it mentioned and where to preach like jesus one one guy said to his sixty thousand in church i don't preach on hell or judgment so I thought to myself, has he taken the trip to the lake of fire yet? Yeah. Uh, with Within the Bible, seeing furnace of fire and all the words that describe it. And of course, it must be done in love. And during the rallies, I don't preach on that. I But I preach on the cross, the crown of thorns, the back beaten, his face spit at. 
and God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And when you go and see my video playing the Vikings on uh, that one, I just said viewbob.com. You'll see the uh, Orioles, Redskins playing me. Then you'll hear me preaching the cross and how I do that in a rally. And then I'd love to hear from churches and individuals that are listening that aren't the pastor. If you could show your pastor viewbob.com and let him hear that sermon and see the video that's seven minutes where I'm actually preaching after the Vikings, I believe a lot of pastors will contact me. Yeah. So there's, there's an open door that pastors can avail themselves into the public school system, which they normally wouldn't be able to, to open through a ministry like this. And that in and of itself will um, just create all types, all, all opportunities for ministry um, that wouldn't be available. Otherwise, I think it's fascinating that here, um, <laughs> God used your back pain to create a ministry that you had no clue. I mean, it sounds like you're saying, you know, when you were 15, when you got saved, um, you weren't th you weren't like this already uh, all-star volleyball player, and that just happened to be what God used. But God created a situation that led you to that uh, to that ability, which then He used for His glory. Um, and I'm just looking at some uh, the thousands and thousands and thousands of professions of faith that um, have resulted from that. And I think, wow, God works in great ways and God uses us in ways that, man, we don't even, we can't even imagine. I, you know, I, I never saw myself as a Christian school teacher. Um, that was not my desire. Uh, I wanted to have, I wanted to be a big pastor. I wanted to be a, pastor of a big church and i thought i had this great and this was all by accident um i'm putting up air quotes because no one can see this but um <clears throat> but then god used that for ministry I, I never thought imaginable and i'm i'm just listening to you uh brother holmes and i'm just thinking how great god is I, i'm thinking of even first corinthians chapter one how god uses uh just everything for his honor to point people to the cross. Yeah, and it kind of, when you think of how he uses the foolish things, I hated sports growing up. That's the <laughs> funniest thing about it. And I started at the age of 29 to help my back pain, and from 29 now to 67, it's amazing how God has allowed me to be able to do something that I, I hated sports. Yeah, I was always the last one to be picked for a team. And that's, I tell the crowd, that's why I play by myself. Nobody wanted to play with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it opened up, God opened up the door and now six, uh, been in front of about 6 million. When you think of it, that's, I think it's 80 Super Bowl stadiums. I've actually seen it in person. Mm. Well, I have to let you know, that uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. I, I was talking with my son, Tony, who is on our high school volleyball team here at, at Rock County Christian. And uh, he's pretty sure you can be beat. So, yeah. <laughs> um, now tell him I'm going to make him <clears throat> <use> words. <laughs> I, I think he needs a little dose of humility. So if you don't mind bringing that with you, I'd okay. really appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah, our, to bring, our yeah, guest is... Good. Yeah. Just tell him I'd like to meet him and be there. No question. How many students do you have there? 
Um, we have two campuses. We have an elementary and a, and a middle school, high school. And between the two, we have about 300 students. Great, great. Yeah, because middle and high would be perfect. And you might even yeah. bring over the fifth and sixth grade. But it, you can either include this in the thing or not. But sure. Yeah. And I'd love to, again to meet your pastor and even do the outreach with us. I could do a Sunday through Thursday. I would come in first for just a Sunday and a get acquainted time and do a chapels for you, maybe speak to the kids and actually play them in volleyball at the Christian school and then come back later and do the week. I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, our guest has been evangelist Bob Holmes. Brother, uh, again, let us uh, let us know how if there's a pastor here who's listening and he's thinking, man, this is something I could use. Uh, how does he get in contact with you again? I would love to be with the churches and pastors. If you were to go or if you were part of a church and you send the churches that the church, if you're part of the church, which most of you probably are that are listening, bring to your pastor this website viewbob.com that's viewbob.com and um it they'll be able to see me again preaching you know a, that sermon they'll be able to see me playing volleyball single-handedly against teams on a video that it will really encourage the pastors when they see the cross being lifted up in a public high school when they rent the gym under the equal access law they own that gym during the two hours, and I have complete freedom to play teams and preach and even give out a registration card where those who come to Christ get followed up by the local church because the churches get all the addresses of everybody that comes. All right. Well, thank you, brother, for, for taking the time to talk with us. And I want to urge you, um, th this ministry comes with, with my endorsement. I don't know if that carries any weight or not, but obviously I wouldn't have you on the program if if that weren't the case anyway uh but but brother thank you for taking the time sharing with us and uh i i say from a personal perspective thank you for your ministry i can tell you it changed my life well what an honor it just makes me want to go cry somewhere but i can't wait to meet you and and thank you for the honor of being on this and Hopefully it can be aired a few times and just because we need to reach these schools. Mm. Uh, more kids are now dying every year by suicide than what died of COVID in the whole world. So yeah. thank you for caring. And we just need, and now with the human trafficking, I got to close with this and I'd love to include this statement Absolutely. and then I'll be done. Everybody is passionate about the sounds of freedom and all the millions of kids that are being captured and put in torture chambers. Well, I was sitting after I saw the movie in my car crying and thinking to myself, Lord, what have I done? There's millions of kids being captured. And the Lord reminded me in a still small voice, well, all these thousands that are coming to Christ are being saved out of an eternal torture chamber. Yeah. And th then it hit me, oh my, how, how I need to keep going. And all of you could be a help to this ministry, again, by leading your pastor to viewbob.com and send me an email that you saw this podcast, and I would love to hear from you. There's also a support link if you're interested in becoming a partner with this. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Be back next week. We'll have another great guest. And check out our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. We'll have all of those links uh, that Brother Holmes mentioned in our show notes and on that website. Uh, so if you didn't get a chance to write those down, go to our website. You know where that's at, and uh, we'll have them all there. So until next week, have a great rest of your week.